Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. You know what's wrong with health and fitness? You weaponize it against yourself. Why didn't you go to the gym today? You're so lazy. Ah, why did you eat that? You have no self-control. Stop it. At Beachbody, we think training and caring for your body in a way that works best for you should be about loving yourself. Let us help you without all the judgment. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Three, two, one. We have ignition and liftoff. Hello and welcome back to the Space News Pod, your daily source for space, science, and tech news. I'm your host, Will, and today I'm going to be talking about NASA's Parker Solar Probe, which has just completed its second close approach to the sun. Now, the solar probe, the Parker Solar Probe, well, it's orbiting the sun and it's gathering data so we can learn more about what the sun is all about. And it's our closest star, and we want to know how the thing functions. So on April 4th, 2019 this year, the Parker Solar Probe passed within 15 million miles of the sun. And the Parker Solar Probe was traveling at around 213,000 miles per hour when it was doing this. It's really fast. The Parker Solar Probe mission team at the John Hopkins Applied Physics Laboratory, or the APL, in Laurel, Maryland, scheduled a contact with the spacecraft via the Deep Space Network for four hours around the perihelion and monitor the health of the spacecraft throughout this critical part of the encounter. And the Parker Solar Probe sent back beacon status A throughout its second perihelion, uh, which is indicating that the spacecraft is operating well and all instruments are collecting scientific data. And the spacecraft, well, it's working as it's designed. And um, it was awesome that they got to track it during this entire perihelion. And they're looking forward to getting the science data down from this encounter in the coming weeks so the science teams can continue to explore the mysteries of the corona and the sun. So this thing is orbiting the sun at amazing, amazing speeds. And during that time, there's a network of satellites that's sending the data back to Earth. So our sun is around 93 million miles away, which is, you know, that's one AU. And the solar encounter phase is roughly defined as when the spacecraft is within 0.25 AUs or 23, about 23 and a half million miles away from the sun. So it's not like, it's not close to the sun. It's not really, you know, it's not studying at a close range but that's as close as anything's ever come to the sun that's man-made. This is the first mission that we've ever sent to the sun that's this close to it, that's actually taking data from it. And it's gonna take a little while for this data to come back. It'll take months and months to sift through the data that this probe has sent back to Earth. So we're not gonna really get any um, juicy details from this thing for a little while. But until then, this is gonna continue orbiting and it'll continue doing its mission and sending data back to Earth. And when I said it was going ridiculously fast before, 
it's going, you know, 213-ish thousand miles per hour, it's fast enough to fly around the Earth 100 times in one hour. How far can you go in an hour in a car? About 60 miles. So going around the Earth 100 times within an hour, it's going really, really fast. And the first solar encounter occurred last year, and the probe is planned to steadily approach the sun until its final passing in 2024, where it will be only 3.8 million miles from the star's surface. And once this whole mission is completed, and once the Parker Solar Probe is done, they will plummet the probe into the sun. It'll burn up, and it will have done its mission, and we can all say goodbye, but we can get the data from it before it does that. We can have some amazing data about our sun, about our closest star. So I'm excited about that. We have a couple years until that's done. So up until that point, I will continue to give you the latest news on the Parker Solar Probe. So I just want to say a quick thank you to everybody who's been supporting the podcast. Everybody that listens to the podcast, you're supporting it. This is this is because of you. Like I can do this. I can continue doing this every single day because you listen to the podcast. Everyone on Patreon, patreon.com slash Space News Podcast. Thank you for your monetary donations. You can uh, help out for only a dollar per month if you're up for it. So thank you so much for everybody that supported the pod. I really do appreciate every single one of you. So the European Space Agency, they are helping flight planners at a new European space startup, PT Scientists, headquartered in Berlin, and they're going to help them pilot their way to the moon. And PT Scientists, they're planning to launch lunar landers and rovers as a regular service um, in the future, and this is going to start in 2020. That's next year. We're living in the future, people. This is crazy. So specialists at ESA's European Space Operations Center in Germany are providing uh, consultations on flight dynamics and flight operations, as well as preparing for driving of these two rovers that they're going to be sending up there. And ESA is helping them with um, defining their mission operations concepts, and all of the elements to this are super important. So they're working on long-term mission operations. They're working on ways for this new team at PT Scientists to uh, be successful in the future. And their team needs to prepare for the end-to-end -end operations of the lander from launch to landing on the moon and handle all aspects of near real-time space operations, as well as fitting that into a bigger mission control environment. And the ESA, the European Space Agency, they have a lot of experience doing this. So it's great that they're helping out the little guys to uh, make this mission a possibility. And the PT scientists, they're working on concepts right now. They're not working on an actual rover quite yet. They're not working on a lander quite yet. They're figuring things out as they go. So that's where ESA comes in. And they want to figure out you know, how to do the missions, what kind of equipment they're going to need for the missions, and then how to um, employ other agencies that will need their help. So PT scientists, it's going to be a sort of like a, a service that they provide. Do you need a lander? Okay, cool. Well, we have a lander. We can set it up to wherever for you, send up to the moon for you. And we also have rovers, so you can buy a rover from us and you can, you know, do that as well. So I'm not sure what the business plan is going to be like. If you can, if they're going to be able to bring back the rovers, if they're going to be able to bring back the landers, that would be pretty amazing. So maybe that's for the future. Maybe ESA is going to help them out and figure that stuff out for the future. 
So that being said, my friends, this is the end of the podcast for today. I want to say thank you very much for everybody who's been supporting the pod. I appreciate all of you. And I also appreciate you taking the time out of your day to spend it here with me on the Space News Pod. My name is Will. I've been your host. And I will see you soon. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton.